0: welcome to martech brain a netcore initiative where we speak to the best brains in martech and delve deep into one topic my guest today is kunal sakaria head analytics at netcore his chosen topic for our discussion is the rise of customer data platforms cdp in short so welcome to martech brain kunal
1: thank you rajesh sir
0: for having me on this platform so uh. Let's start with the with the most basic question. So tell us what CDPs are and why are they so important?
1: Yeah, I think uh, CDP is the buzzword these days. And uh, it's been catching a lot in a lot of these marketing discussions that you see happening these days. Uh, so in a nutshell, CDP stands for Customer Data Platform. And it is a marketing tool that helps organizations to collect data from various uh, you know customer facing channels and then it unifies those data points to create insights which can be actioned upon to create a better customer experience or you know do a better uh you know cross-sell recommendation to those customers uh you know and and this platform acts as a single point of truth for all customer data because uh you know usually organizations would have uh you know abundance of data sources at their end and a lot of times, you know, each, uh, you know, source has their own, uh, you know, point of, uh, you know, representing those data metrics. So, but in case of CDP, everything is represented from a customer perspective. So, a customer can reside on you know multiple locations in various of arts, But then at the end, the CDP unifies all of those data points and you know create insights which can be used by marketing teams primarily to, uh, you know, run better campaigns and uh, you know, enrich the customer experience, overall also, so that's uh, uh, in a nutshell, uh, CDP is about. And uh so Kunal,
0: one, uh, it'll yes. be good to actually just explain what type of data are we talking about here. There's probably offline data, online data, transaction data, and so what is the customer data that we are talking about here?
1: Yes. So this uh, data, when is spoken in terms of CDP context, uh, you know, this data is usually. Uh, you know, summarized in terms of all the customer touch points and all the customer engagement channels. You know, now when you say touch points, uh, it could be website, it could be app, where the customers do a lot of behavior in terms of uh, you know their browsing activity, the purchases that they do, what kind of items they add into the cart. So that side of data, and then there is other side which is uh, the responses of the customers. You know, on let's say the campaigns run by the marketing team which could be on an email channel it could be on a notification or it could be with a third party platform uh, you know where there is a retargeting done on social media channels so so these are all you know various kinds of data which can come into the cdp so to technically define it it is all structured and uh, you know semi structured data uh, while there are some unstructured data sources that are still not ingested into a CDP today, like uh, uh, audio or a visual data, uh, you know, coming in. But other than that, most uh, of the data points are today being able to be ingested into a CDP. And in fact, the list Please. can be extended to, you know, call center conversations, which would be happening today, uh, you okay. know, for, for the brand and, uh, you know, done by their agents. So, so it extends to that as well.
0: So I think it'll be good to also talk about uh CDP versus, say, a CRM or a DMP, these are other data platforms that companies, uh, organizations tend to use. How is a CDP different from, say, a CRM or a DMP?
1: Right, right. So now if you see, uh, you know, CRM also, in a way, uh, you know, creates that one view. Uh, but the key difference between a CDP and a CRM is CRM focuses primarily on first party data, which is the brand's own data. know, collected about their customers. Uh, But then a CDP extends to even third-party data, you know. So let's say if there is a social media data, you know, that needs to come into a CDP. Now, CRM doesn't have a capability to ingest that. But a CDP can actually ingest that, you know, through ready connectors, you know, without involving IT team and, you know, get that thing done. Uh, So, and not only that, even the behavioral data on website and app. And and CRM, uh, you know, most of CRMs lack the capability to, Uh, you know, get insights on those types of data, you know, which is behavioral insights on what the customer is doing on the website, how much time he's spending. So CRMs are more focused on, uh, you know, transactional data points about the customer and uh, let's say the call center chain of interactions that would occur, uh, you know. So so that's the, you know, key difference between a CDP and a CRM. Uh, And sorry, which is the other platform that you mentioned other than CRM?
0: What we should look at is also a CDP versus a DMP, because that's another one which is there in the ad tech world, especially. So these are all data platforms. So it'd be good to distinguish between that also. Yes. In fact, that's a key difference to have, because
1: a lot of DMPs are also sometimes marketed as CDPs. Uh, But then uh, the fundamental difference between a CDP and a DMP is that, uh, uh, you know, a DMP works primarily on third party data. So, so, let's say if your business is able to identify a best set of customers, and now want, you want to acquire more of those best customers through a third-party platform, so you give that to a DMP. A DMP can identify lookalikes and uh, you know tell you their preferences, you know the kind of uh, uh, you know uh, websites that they visit, and and they will get you that best audience for you know getting those uh, lookalike acquisitions. But a CDP, like I said extends to you know your first party data third-party data social media call center conversations you just name it you know most of these semi-structured and structured data sources they all can be integrated with a CDB. whereas in case of DMP you cannot integrate you know some of those data points plus you may be able to integrate in the form of segments but then a DMP per se does not uh, you know aggregate your customer transaction data you know web behavior data app activity, uh, you know, call center interactions to, you know, create those unified insights. So, so that is the, uh, you know, fundamental difference between a DMP and a CDP. But
0: in a way, a CDP, you can think of it as a superset, really. It's one single store of all the customer data from all the different sources, whether it's demographic data, behavioral data, identity data, transaction data, social media, all of them put together into a single data uh, store, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So, why are CDPs so hot nowadays? You know, everyone, every martech vendor claims to have a CDP, uh, and there are a lot of independent CDP alone uh, uh, companies also out there. So, what's what's driving the rise of uh, interest in CDPs? Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting
1: question because uh, you know the concept of unifying customer data is not that new, but CDP is a new. Uh, you know, concept altogether, And uh, it has been building on this, you know, whole concept of unifying customer view. And and the primary reason for that is, uh, uh, you know, there are a couple of reasons that I would see. uh, And both are related to each other. The second one is related to the first one. And the first reason is that uh, today you have, you know, 7,000 plus marketing platforms, you know, available globally. So so this number I'm giving you basis, one infographic which Scott Brinker had shared, you know, where there are 7,000 plus marketing platforms. And now what has happened over all these years is organizations have integrated with, you know, some or some or the other of these, you know, platforms. And what has happened is now all these customer data has, you know, gone into multiple platforms. And now the brand has lost track of, you know, what, what needs to be made sense out of that data, you know, which is going into various of these platforms. Uh, so that is one, uh, you know, trigger, which actually, led to a need of you know having a cdp uh, so that all these uh, you know platforms data can be ingested in one place and of course the you know brand can then make most out of that data you know by uh, creating uh, you know great customer insights and uh, you know creating better customer experiences so that is one and the second is because of this very own uh, you know trigger of multiple platforms the customer insights have now become fragmented so now there is no one single, uh, you know, truth for customer that exists, you know, for an organization. Because if they have, let's say, eight partners, then you know that the customers' insights have been, you know, fragmented across all these platforms, and hence, uh, you know, brands need that unified insight, uh, you know, for creating those consistent and better customer experiences. So, so these are, uh, you know, couple of reasons which had le- le- led to the, uh, you know, rise of customer data platforms.
0: Okay, so moving on, you know what are the capabilities of a CDP platform? So, uh, what's a CDP platform used for? Which departments in a company use it? So, in a way, if you think of it, how does the data flow in? How does the data flow out? You know, which departments are responsible for it? So, how does how does the whole CDP work?
1: Right, right. So, in terms of features and capabilities that a CDP has to offer, uh, it starts with the most essential, which is uh, you know collecting data from various sources and unifying them with the power of identity resolution so now id resolution is one of the key uh, capability of cdp where uh, you know a same customer across multiple devices multiple touch points is identified to be that same customer you know so even if he has multiple uh, you know devices multiple cookies uh, you know are generated or maybe multiple email ids And if uh, the customer, if the same customer is using those identifiers across his interactions with the brand, then the CDP has the capability to actually stitch using a common thread. So there are various algorithms which are applied, you know, uh, most uh, uh, widely and celebrated one that is used is the graph algorithm, where any common thread between those identifiers are used to, you know, stitch a single customer profile. So, so that's the most uh, unique capability that a CDP has to offer to, you know, stitch a customer profile. Uh, Other than that, uh, you know, there are capabilities of creating a real time one view, which can be actioned upon. Insights is one thing, but then having the ability to also act on the insight is an essential aspect of a CDP, and which is where a lot of these CDPs. Have all the marketing automation platforms, or it could be email delivery platforms or ad tech platforms, closely and tightly integrated inside the CDP. So then, what happens is all these insights your CDP creates can be in real time actioned upon through any of these platforms. So it is uh, you know very platform agnostic. You know you just connect uh, any any platform to it, and uh, you know it supports huge number of connectors. So you are never short of options of, you know, acting on the CDP insights that are created. So that is one key capability. Whereas in the earlier days when you didn't have CDP, uh, a client's IT team would have to get involved to, you know, create those customer list and then export it into, you know, marketing automation platforms or their uh, marketing channel vendors, which they would have in silos. So that is, uh, you know, one key capability and, uh, you know, benefit that a CDP uh, offers. Uh, Other than that, uh, of course, uh, CDP also democratizes all the data. Uh, Now, this is one key aspect uh, of a CDP. Uh, And uh, what this means is, if you have your own internal data science team who wants to build their own custom ML models, a CDP is able to export all of this data to the required destination of your choice. Or some CDPs are also bundled with a ML workbench. So where they have these tools like statistical tools uh, modeling tools you know, embedded within the cdp platform itself so, so these are uh, you know some of the key capabilities that a cdp has to offer uh, and uh, uh, in terms of the teams that are using it while of course the primary users uh, was the marketing team you know one when the cdp was you know uh, uh, started i think so marketing team was the key user for their use cases around uh, creating customer consistent uh, consistent customer experiences, you know, because uh, what happened was sometimes a customer was present on their offline, uh, you know, was doing transaction through their offline store. Other time he was also transacting to the website. So now they don't want to send a communication which uh, you know ignores that joint behavior across both these platforms. So that is what is a cus- consistent customer experience that we're talking about. So when you're communicating him something on online, you need to be mindful of what he's also done on offline. So, so, so hence, you know, to enable those kind of use cases, uh, you know, marketing used the CDPs a lot. And uh, other use cases for them were around cross-sell, uh, doing recommendations using CDP platform uh, and, uh, you know, getting insights on, uh, behavioral insights on what the customers are doing across their you know properties of website app, what products they are browsing about, uh, and you know that sort of analysis. Uh, the second key user uh, which has emerged is uh, the product team as well, at right, the brand's end. So now these product teams, are, you know, they want to do a lot of A/B experiments on the website digital properties, and uh, a CDP is a platform that gives them. Uh, you know those uh, give them an opportunity to do those experiments on the fly, so they don't now need to you know go back to their engineering or development team to run those experiments. A CDP enables all of that on the fly, so so that is one key team. Which is another key team that is finding a lot of benefits from the CDP, and uh, the third user uh, is uh, that is emerging uh, again is uh, the. Uh, you know the IT team at the client end, because they have mandates on you know data security and ensuring data privacy of their customers. And with GDPR regulations coming in, protecting customer data has now all the more become critical. And there are huge fines in case of you know violations. So, so this IT team also uses a CDP to you know track the trail of incoming and outgoing data so that they are able to comply with uh, you know, these regulations and also ensure customer data security. So, so this is 13 and fourth, of course, is the uh, engineering team, uh, you know, which uh, again is a subset of IT at the client's end. So what has happened here is now a CDP has cut down on the time to integrate with various uh, you know, vendors or various systems so now the engineering team is able to save their precious resources time in terms of you know doing weeks or months of integrations and uh, everything has become you know quite uh, seamless for them to you know integrate with a cdp so these are you know four teams uh, that have been extensively using the you know cdp
0: so uh, very helpful konal so if i sort of summarize i think from a feature standpoint id resolution the ability to create a unified uh, customer view, and then the ability to apply ML and data science models on top, uh, which can be very helpful for determining what the customers are doing uh, across various platforms. And the uh, teams that could uh, use it, there's a the marketing team, the product team, the IT team, and the engineering teams. And I think one another element of CDP which is very helpful is, of course, the connectors, so which slashes the integration time. Because it just makes all the data available in one place. So different um, apps or uh, different uh, tools could actually use the CDP as the single back-end store. They don't need to build the storage capabilities themselves. So they could take the data from there and then do the um, analytics and uh, actionables, which are there beyond uh, beyond the storage that is there, right?
1: That's right.
0: OK. so. Uh, moving on, I think if we if we uh, if we take the next sort of theme to cover, uh, how does an organization sort of justify its CDP investment? You know, uh, what are the key benefits which are there for an organization um, uh, in this? Obviously, we've talked about some of this. You know, the ability to get it data in one place, uh, the connectors that are there. But are there any other key benefits which an organization can get you for using uh, by using a CDP?
1: Yes, so, uh, you know, of course, CDPs, uh, you know, while the most important function for them is to unify data and, you know, stitch customer insights, but other than that, a lot of use cases on increasing cross-sell and upsell from your existing customers, those kind of use cases are also enabled. So, if you see a lot of these CDPs can power ML-based recommendations to your customers' bases, what they have been doing across, various other channels, what is their behavior in terms of browsing activity, the time they are spending. So taking all of that, CDPs are able to even, uh, you know, do cross-sell and upsell in real time. And these recommendation engines alone, you know, they tend to add almost 20 to 30% of you know revenue to the, uh, you know, online transactions, so which we have seen and the CDP makes it even more intelligent. You know when these uh, uh, you know, recommendations are powered by CDB because they are actually then uh, you know quite meaningful in terms of what the customer's recent activity has been and what historically has he been behaving. So it considers both of them and it's not just uh, you know a rule-based recommendation. So, so that is one key benefit that the brand can get in terms of uh, you know uh, uplift and cross-sell upsell revenue. Second, your cost of uh, you know sending communications to your customers and the roi that you get from that you know communication so you know the brands you know they track what is the revenue per email sent or it is revenue per you know ad done so that gets maximized for cdp because you are not uh, you know blindly uh, you know targeting your customers on all the platforms that are available but you are targeting on the most relevant platforms where the customer has shown affinity which a cdp is able to collect because it gets data from all of these sources and then the cost per you know communication or cost per ad actually you know goes down uh, with cdp so some of these uh, you know numbers can be used as you know benchmark before the organization were to you know take a plunge into cdp and the best way to is uh, look for you know similar case studies in your industries where cdp has been applied and those kind of you know benefits have been spoken of, so that is uh, you know first way where you could go about justifying your CDP investment to the management team within your organization. Uh, so that is uh, you know one key way. Uh, another is uh, you know of course while uh, you know a lot of organizations would you know desire a CDP, but then do they really need? Is something that needs to be thought of uh, you know before they make this investment, and hence. The organization readiness becomes very important, and for this, uh, you know, I have these five questions, uh, you know, which I keep asking a lot of clients, where I get to know about their organizations, you know, readiness to embrace a CDP, and, and it, it starts from the top level, you know. So if you see, uh, the first question is whether the organizational leadership is ready to you know move from a uh, you know a channel-centric approach to a customer-centric approach that is uh, the first you know question uh, the second question is do you have multiple uh, you know customer ordering servicing channels that is the second and the third is uh, whether you have multiple product or brand lines that are marketed to your customers the fourth question is uh, is there a need for engaging with your customers across multiple marketing channels Right, and, and the fifth is whether you want to you know derive analysis and insights from a single location. So if answers to you know five these five questions uh, you know out of this even three are a yes, then uh, you know your organization is well placed on the path to embark on a CDP journey. So so that needs to be you know thought of before uh, you know making the CDP implementation, and the uh, you know decision making needs to be. Uh, you know, taking in all the stakeholders who are actually the future users of your CDP platform. So it just does not have to come from marketing. Even the IT team needs to be part of that decision-making process along with marketing and the data science team, where they all together where they all come together to understand that what are we going to do after unifying this data in one place? Because the end goal of a CDP is not to unify data in one place, but to you know, make those insights actionable for you to increase the revenue and, you know, minimize cost. So hence, uh, you know, the use cases also needs to be factored in uh, so that, and the decision making needs to include all these stakeholders so that they are clear on what each of them is going to do once the unified view is, you know, created in one location. So so that's the, uh, you know, key, uh, you know, evaluation journey for a brand, you know, before, making a CDP investment.
0: And the CDP also fits in as part of the full stack. So if you look at there's the CDP at the bottom, and then you would have the analytics and the journey orchestration uh, layer, then the personalization and then the communication channels. So yes. the CDP is part of the whole stack uh, for marketing tech uh, as we see it, right? Right,
1: right. That's true.
0: In fact, no. even the yes, campaign journeys
1: is the you know key emerging uh, technology which you would see evolving in the CDC space in the coming years. Uh, because today, if you see in their current forms, CDP platforms use the campaign journeys of other platforms. You know, so let's say if you have a marketing automation platform integrated with a CDP, so then the campaign journeys are created on that external platforms. So what's next, uh, you know, which is going to happen in this space is, you know, where you will have those campaign journey builders also embedded at the CDP source. So, you know, you can create all those journeys without going on the automation platforms. And then, uh, you know, the automation platforms receive those inputs from the CDP journey builder that this is what needs to be done in terms of the journey on which the customer has to be communicated.
0: In fact, that's a good point you've brought up that you know there are new new trends which are emerging in the CDP industry. And this is, of course, one of them, that the journey orchestration is getting more and more integrated into CDP platforms. What are the other trends that you're seeing in the industry?
1: Other is you uh, are seeing a lot of these AI ML models being supported out of box in CDPs. So while the earlier the race between CDP platforms was more in terms of having Data connectors, but now that battlefield has shifted to the quality of insights and analytics that the CDP platform can offer. So, in fact, a lot of these recent uh, you know CDPs uh, that are coming in news, they you know talk about a lot of AI ML capabilities out of the box, which is you know propensity modeling to predict what is the customer's probability to repurchase a product, or what is the propensity for a customer to churn. Uh, propensity to engage on a marketing channel. So a lot of these out of box ML models are, you know, getting added and, uh, with time passing, I think in the next couple of years, that will be the key differentiator between CDP platforms, you know, when it comes to you know, choosing between multiple vendors.
0: So, and if you sort of a final question on, on CDPs, if you are giving advice to uh, a CEO or a CMO, on how to make a, C, a CDP buying decision, what are the two or three factors on that you would uh, advise them on how to make the decision?
1: Uh, one is, of course, they need to assess what are the kind of benefits that it will bring in. You know, uh, and the best uh, you know analysis for that question is getting inputs from your engineering team in terms of how much time or resources they are today spending to integrate all of these data points. And, and second would be you know understanding from marketing team uh, you know that whether they are able to get those unified insights and being able to make the best out of it so if the answer for the second is no then definitely uh, you know CDP has to be at the top of the mind for you know, any CEO uh, so, so these are I think a uh, couple of uh, key triggers which can be
0: considered so in a way uh... A CDP is not just a customer data platform. I think it's a core digital platform, if you think yes, of it yes, that I way. I think you
1: put it in a very right perspective.
0: In, in, in a, 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 For any organization embarking on the digital journey, okay, a CDP is a central component. It can make your life easier uh, for uh, integrating and implementing all the other marketing tech uh, and customer engagement, customer experience platforms that are out there. So definitely, CDP is something to to look at very seriously. And hopefully uh, Kunal's inputs would have helped in terms of giving a broader overview and also more insights into how to make decisions about uh, about, uh, how to to purchase a CDP platform. Um, So going forward, we come to the last part, which are the five ones. Uh, So Kunal, uh, one future tech trend that excites you
1: uh, again, it's related to CDP. Uh, the possibilities of AI ML, I think, there's lots and lots that is you know, going to happen uh, you know, in terms of those applications in CDP. While we have just started uh, started to see some of those applications in the form of propensity models, but then you know there is a lot that is expected in terms of uh, using data from you know IoT sources as well, and you know building those ML models. Uh, you know considering social media data so so that's the you know next possibility that
0: i see uh, as an emerging tech i think someone put it very well the, the 2010s were the decade of saas you know software as a service and 2020s are the decade of data and of course when you have this explosion of data all available in a single place then it becomes so much easier to apply uh, machine learning models and now you're also seeing innovation uh, on on AI ML, uh, right. given all the data that is there, right.
1: And if I if you would allow me to even uh, you know speak about the second trend that I also see is the emergence of citizen data scientists. So that is another key trend. Uh, you know that is really exciting me. Okay. So Can now you explain that a little more. Yeah yeah. So what I mean by this is uh, so it's a term coined by Gartner I think citizen data scientist. So what it really means is. Uh, now all these analytics and ML modeling is not just confined to your data science team. So you are also seeing business users, you know, who are not statistical experts, but even they being able to apply ML models, you know, using CDP capabilities. You know, some of those prototypes have been emerging, and, and I see a lot of uh, you know traction coming there in, in the coming years. So and you will have these class of you know data scientists who are able to build some of these you know advanced uh, you know, ML models on the fly using workbenches. You know that are embedded inside you know various marketing automation platforms, or it could be CDP as well. So you know that is one trend to you know look out for.
0: Excellent. So one uh, trend or tech that has disappointed you?
1: Uh, in terms of disappointment, I think uh, almost two to three years back, uh, I used to hear a lot about you know data lakes coming up. That time. And then suddenly all that talk has now disappeared if you see after uh, today I think with emergence of CDP and all these localized platforms uh, so I think uh, that tech uh, was supposed to you know do lots and lots but then I think uh, it has just come to a standstill and uh, I think the reason probably uh, you know as, as per uh, you know my perspective is that uh, the entire ecosystem of data Lake, actually was quite complicated built on open source platforms and requiring frequent updates and uh, uh, maintaining several copies of your you know database uh, that became you know quite challenging piece for you know a branch to manage and then getting on board those skill sets to manage uh, you know a new kind of technology I think that didn't pick up at all so and uh, hence I think uh, data lake as a concept I think, People are saying that it's almost close to the final nail in the coffin. So that is one tech uh, which has uh, you know, turned out to be a disappointment.
0: Great. Okay. Uh, one good book recommendation for people?
1: Uh, yeah. Now this is an interesting, uh, you know, question. So uh, and I, since I come from a finance background, uh, you know, so and I've been quite inspired about. Uh, you know some of these books related to finance. And, uh, it's not a finance book really, but then it's a series of books uh, that I have really liked uh, from the author uh, Naseem Talib. So, you know, right from start uh, his first book which is Fooled by Randomness and then the second book which is The Black Swan and then followed by that Anti-Fragile. So that entire series has been good where, you know, he's extensively talked about the concept of, you know, those rare events which have a potential to create Uh, you know, widespread implications in terms of, you know, financial impact and uh, how you should go about, you know, mitigating them. So that was, I think, the last book, which spoke about that. How can you make your business immune to some of these, uh, you know, uh, what do you say, uh, uh, path-breaking changes or, you know, revolutions that would happen? And then how do you respond to those changes? You know, how do you adapt your business to become even stronger? So I think that is... Uh, something really you know, interesting to read, which I like.
0: Yes, need one good person podcast to follow. Person, well,
1: I think in coming
0: from marketing, I think uh, like in our marketing,
1: we have Sachin Tendulkar, who is Scott Brinker. So I think I follow him a lot uh, in terms of his podcast on various topics. I mean, emerging trends in Martech, uh, you know, the best practices and all of that. So, I follow him a lot.
0: Need. And one key driving belief in your life? Uh, So I've always uh, believed in this
1: uh, philosophy where, uh, you know, I think that it's the small efforts done over a longer, longer period of time that creates, you know, large and big differences in, in your life. And uh, I'm a firm, uh, you know, believer in that, uh, you know, so it's like a power of compounding, basically, you know, the small things that you do on a daily basis, they can, uh, you know, together compound to create something really big uh, on a long-term basis. So, yeah. So that's, how... that's a
0: great, great point. I think what, uh, you know, 1% better every day and you'll be 37 times better in a year. Yeah. I I think we can, that's so the best power... way to put it mathematically.
1: I agree.
0: Yes. So great inputs, uh, Kunal. Fascinating conversation as we spoke about the world of CDPs. And you're going to hear a lot more about uh, CDPs going forward. They're going to become central uh, to pretty much every organization, whether you're B2B or B2C. I think the customer interactions, customer data, all in a single place. And uh, great insights from Kunal as to how we have got here and and what to look forward to. Thanks a lot, Kunal. Thank you, Rajeshwar. It's
1: been a pleasure. For talking to you.
0: And thank you everyone for joining us at MarTech Brain and Netcore Initiative. Thank you for listening, watching. We'll be back with another episode next week.